Hello, I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the At Lexi podcast. And if you are a frequent listener, do I sound better right now? Because I'm using a professional podcast microphone. I have headphones, I have a mixer, and I'm recording in a studio. It is about time. This podcast is a year and eight months old. And you know what? I love the casualness of being in my room and recording with my phone, sitting on a pillow, and you getting to hear the helicopters and the New York City traffic. But come on, the charm is wearing off for me. I would like to upgrade. It's also back to school season and I feel the need to expand. I feel the need to make a move because in the past, I would end a school year and then I would take the summer to do different activities, maybe travel somewhere, rest, relax, and then come back ready for action. And even though I'm not in the school system anymore, I do feel summer coming to an end and I'm ready for action. And what that looks like for me is recording in a podcast studio. This is exciting for me, but I am a little bit nervous. I know that this is going to be so silly listening on the other side. You're like, you're nervous to be in a studio. It's like, yeah, because there's professionals sitting outside this room and I'm not at my house. I drove an hour to get here. Yeah, I'm in Venice right now. Took the drive from Silver Lake to Venice, which Venice is so not what I think it is. I think of Venice as this slow paced sort of alternative edgy hippie town but it's just tech bros it's like finance and tech bros then there's the boardwalk but the whole drive here once I was actually in Venice I'm like what is this Silicon Valley I'm so confused where I am right now uh but I'm at a house which is pretty cool and it's very beachy and we're by one of the canals and I'm definitely going to take my book find somewhere to sit along the canal and read after recording this as a little treat I'm currently reading Giovanni's Room by James Baldwin, which I believe I brought up in the last episode, which speaking of the last episode, there's definitely things that I want to continue off of that I touched on last week because that sparked so many memories. I digress. Let's get back to Giovanni's Room. James Baldwin, I said that his words are like butter. Of course, he's one of the greats. So I'm going to read as a treat. I also have this super cute outfit on. I'm just really going to set the scene for you. I'm in this asymmetric room with a tin ceiling. You know when you're drawing a house on a piece of paper and you do the square as the base and then you do the triangle as the roof? Picture the triangle part, half of that, that's my ceiling. Like That's the situation here. And then there's, I guess, sound absorbing boards all around me. And then on the table, I have this gorgeous light wood table with three different mics, but I'm only using one because there's no guests today. Uh, and then I have my new purse that I got. I got it secondhand at Bearded Beagle, which if you haven't been... It's in Highland Park, and I had a great time shopping there. And it's red leather with white handles and silver accessories, and I definitely posted on my Instagram store today, and it's so cute. And I'm wearing an all-white look because nothing I love more on a Monday morning than looking like a cult leader. I have white linen pants and this flowy white top, and then I'm wearing flip-flops. Something I regret about the last time that I lived in California is that I didn't spend enough time in a bathing suit and flip-flops. So this time around, I'm not making that mistake. I'm wearing a bathing suit once a day, and if not once a day, five days a week for at least an hour. I have managed to go to the beach once a week, went to the beach yesterday, absolutely loved it, or I'll just tan on my balcony. I love it. I run errands in flip-flops. Whenever I first moved here, I was just like, God, it's so great to be in flip-flops. It's so good. So yeah, wearing flip-flops. And I have long red nails that are my natural nails. Very exciting. I've been doing tips for the last two years. And when I was getting a new set, I noticed that all 10 of my nails were nice and long. So I just got gel polish on top and it's nice to have natural nails. So that's the scene. Got a notebook in front of me with my pen. Blank pages, though, because I really just want to chat. And I have a couple things in mind. I have some childhood stories that I want to get to, but I also have some recent stories that I haven't told yet, and I absolutely want you to hear them. So I'll give you a little catch-up on my week, tell you what I've been up to, and then we'll get into the stories. And then after that, I will go on Instagram and answer the questions that you guys posted or asked me. So first things first... This week's been good. I touched on a little bit in the last episode that my kitchen became a beauty salon this week. My friend waxed my legs and my armpits. My other friend dyed my hair three different times. 
So we just had a chair set up in the kitchen and a towel there all week because there was always a beauty treatment going on and it just felt so girly. Tyra would kill me. Tyra's my normal roommate, but she's traveling this month. So my bestie, Emily, is living in her space, which I was getting a couple DMs being like, what happened to Tyra? As if there's some falling out. I'm like, girly, nothing's wrong. She's just traveling. Yeah, but I get if someone's a regular in your life, then out of nowhere, they're just not being featured. It's the interesting aspect of social media. Like, you never really know. My point is, is that Tyra uses the kitchen, and I love to eat. Emily was saying to me, she's like, you haven't, you haven't been eating very much. And I was like, that's because my chef is gone. I'm so used to being catered to. No, not anymore. And then I'm here, and, like, we just have purses and sunglasses all over the kitchen, random accessories, hair dye, and wax strips. So that's what I do if I was left to my own devices. And Monday was so relaxing. I got my hair done and then we went night swimming. And I swear that Monday set the tone for the most relaxing vacation style mood all week. All week long, it felt like I was on vacation. You know when you visit somewhere and you're just in that mood you're just in that mood to wake up and do things and even just a day of doing semi-normal activities like waking up with your friends and getting coffee and going to the thrift store then maybe coming home and playing cards and then going out to dinner and going out which are all semi-normal activities that probably happen throughout your week but it just felt like a vacation or when you have a friend come visit you and everything is just amplified in excitement because you're showing them around and you're a little bit busier than normal. That's how all week felt. And it was great. We hosted a little party, Emily and I. We had a game night and we had dips as the theme. It was called Take a Dip. And everyone brought a dip and I made my own hummus. I'd never made a hummus before. I made some fresh pita chips. I cut up pita in strips and covered in olive oil and sitar and baked them in the oven to dip in the hummus. And for the hummus, I made it and then I covered it with parsley and I pan fried lemon slices and garlic in olive oil and poured it on top. And my God, it was gorgeous. Emily made a seven layer dip. We had tzatziki, French onion, really fun. And then we played chameleon. It's also nice to have various groups mix. It's really a gamble. Like certain times I'm like, oh, these friends, they're not going to get along. They're not going to not get along, but it's not going to be a vibe. There's going to be no meshing. It's going to be separate energies existing in the same room. Whereas in this take a dip game night, everyone really meshed. But anyway, this concept came about because I said I wanted a game night and Emily's like, we should all bring dips and we should call it let's take a dip. I was like, okay, cute idea. Love this. Say less. Let's do it. And days go on. It comes to the day of the game night. We go to Whole Foods. We're getting ingredients. And on the drive home, she reveals to me that this was not a little (laughs) quick idea that she just came up with. Deep in the pandemic, this girl had not only thought of this idea, but gone ahead and made an Instagram account for it, where she was going to post various tips that she made. So this had been an idea two years in the making and I just thought when I said game night and she's like we should bring dips and call it let's take a dip was just an off-the-cuff thought no certainly wasn't but game night was so fun and then Friday Friday really felt like a Saturday and everyone in my life was feeling the same way they just had a really fun relaxing Friday and I went to Jones with a bunch of friends And I put together a really fire outfit, if I do say so myself. I had done this cool styling trick with a skirt, which I never give myself credit for what a natural sense of style I have because it is so natural. Anything that comes naturally to me, I devalue. Does, Does anyone else do that? Where if it's something that you didn't work for, it can't possibly be impressive. Anyway... I wore this cover-up skirt that is long and netted that has buttons down the middle. It's brown. It almost looks like hemp rope, similarly to that. And I just turned it to the side, and then I took a laundry pin, which just looks like a giant safety pin, and I pinned it up so it was really short and flowy. And I changed the entire silhouette and I went out in it with these stiletto cowboy boots, which are so much hotter than they sound. And this sort of like J 
RPG-esque style shirt. And it was fun. It was fun putting together a look. Saturday was also really fun. We went to Bearded Beagle. We went to Backyard Bowls. We went to Cafe Stella for dinner. I got my hair done again in between that. Um, And it was so orange. It was so orange. So I had to go out in a bandana because it was just so bright. Um, Went to Cafe Stella and then went to a dance party that randomly there was a bunny at, which feels like not okay. But being drunk and seeing an animal is one of the most exciting experiences. But in hindsight, I'm like, that bunny should not have been at that party. The parties that I've been to in LA have been quite silly. I enjoy them. I love a small kickback. I love a house party with people that I know, but sometimes going out dancing with some randoms is is a good time. Oh my god, have I not told the story about the inner child healing sound bath? I don't think I have on the podcast. Oh my god, you guys. So I was at this party. This is probably like two or three weeks ago. One of the components of this party was an inner child healing sound bath. And a sound bath, for those of you that don't know, it's not a bath with nice sounds. It's a bath of sounds. So we were in an at-home style theater. Emily was on the end and then I was next to her and then there was a guy next to me and it was really tight so we were all like cuddled up on each other. The lights dim and the sound bath begins. It's these two women and they're getting us to close our eyes and think about our earliest memory as a person. What we remember as a child and really zoom into that moment. Picture what it looked like around you and what the feeling was. It was real cute, real wholesome, okay? After it's over, the guy next to me, we were just giggling. We were vibing. We were having a good time. Emily, him, and I are laughing amongst a few other people, and he asked if we can take a group photo. That was actually code for, can I take a photo with you and Emily? So we smile, and then I think we exchanged Instagrams, numbers, whatever. Move on our merry way. Great meeting you. Hope you have an incredible life. Go back to the party. Fast forward. We get home five in the morning. We're a little delusional, a little drunk, but we check our phones. See what's up. Oh, we're tagged in a photo. It's the photo from the sound bath. Except for the photo has been facetuned. This man changed our faces. This man gave me a smoky eye. He didn't just facetune, he used face app. My eyebrows were arched. My chin was chiseled. I had liner. I had a different face. I had a lip color on that I didn't have before. This grown man facetuned us. (laughs) And Emily and I are hysterically laughing. We cannot believe this is real. And we're like, as I said, a little tired, a little drunk. We're like, this is not our face. And we have the original photo. And we go side by side. And we're like, holy shit, he facetuned us. That's so fucked. So what do we do? We call him. Emily's like, hey. I say hi. He goes, hey, girls, what are you up to? And we're like, we just got home. Actually, Emily says that. Emily's playing along. She's like, what are you up to? Oh, I'm at a party. No, he's fucking not. He's lying. It is dead silent. Radio silence in the background. That man is in his room in his bed for sure. It's also five in the morning, which is such a green and red flag that he answered. I'm not playing along. Emily's playing the game. I'm like, you facetuned me. What? I said, you facetuned us. You gave us new faces. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, in the photo, you facetuned us. He's like, girls, you're such natural beauties. I would never. You're such natural beauties. I would never. He's lying. He's lying. He's gaslighting us. And he's like, no, you changed it. I was like, you gave me a smoky eye. Girls, what are you talking about? I would never edit you. Emily's like, we have the original. And then he says, but there were lots of photos. You didn't see them all. This was just one of the few. Editing Lexi here because I was reminded of a detail. When we called him out, we said, no, you edited us. He said, well, sometimes I'll turn up the saturation a little bit. Sometimes I'll turn up the saturation a little bit. Come on sir how dumb do you think we are it was incredible this man's length to try to pretend as if this wasn't true to make matters worse he texted asking emily out a few days later and then she's like no you you edited us and he said once again you girls are natural beauties i would never and what's worst of all in my humble opinion is that we met at an inner child healing sound bath 
And we posted this on our TikToks if you want to see the photos. Emily has the full original. I stitched it. I've been on TikTok a bunch lately. I will say that. I decided that I'm going to stop being stubborn and post on TikTok. Also, I'm going to stop being stubborn and post on Reels. I made my first non-sponsored reel or like one of my first non-sponsored reels because oftentimes that's the only time I'll do it is when a brand's like, hey, we want to get some social media and like the bundle we want to buy includes a reel. I'm like, all right, I'll make a reel fine. But I'm going to learn to like it and I'm going to do it. So get ready, baby. Also, if I start recording the podcast more regularly, then I will definitely be uploading promos and like little snippets from the episodes for sure. So I'll get there. Vertical videos on TikTok, but scroll a little bit and see these photos. This man changed my face. It's nuts that he thought I wouldn't notice because Emily... Emily's was a little bit more subtle because she was already kind of in full glam. She had a smoky eye already. I, however, no. Oh, men in Los Angeles. Y'all are crazy. Y'all are crazy. He seems so normal. So weird. So weird. What if I had bad self-esteem? You know, that could really hurt. Imagine if I was a young girl. This man takes a photo and posts it and I have a whole new face. What if I was like considering getting work done? What if I hated my face? That could really damage me so absurd so absurd <laughs> what else has been going on in my life i also met a man at the beach yesterday i was at a meeting spot because we were at a shopping center all getting food from different places so i was done first and i noticed that emily was walking back so i was signaling to her where i was started with a little wave and then just kind of got carried away started shaking my hips shaking my ass a little bit and this man interrupts and he's like oh you just made my day so caught off guard because yes I was dancing in public but I didn't know that I was being watched I had no idea I was just simply trying to get Emily's attention and that's on me but he's like oh he made my day whoever he is he's a lucky man I was like who I'm dancing for no I'm dancing for my girl Emily and then I put my arm around Emily because at this point she had come up and he's like oh even better I was like ew ew (laughs) he was fine he was fine he gave me his card I can't remember the last time that I had been handed a business card Oh, to be a man in today's world. It just, they're all, so many of them, have their tails between their legs because they know that the hierarchy is not being perpetuated. Other people are rising to power and that's confusing for them. That's confusing for them and we do not all need them. Anyway... Now back to childhood. I discussed in last week's episode, someone asked me what's the riskiest thing I've ever done. And I was going through it because everything seemed sort of semi-expected recklessness. You know, like, oh, maybe doing drugs in not the safest environment or, or going to school drunk. I literally took my history final drunk and passed out during it humiliating and that's on dating an alcoholic as an 18 year old i took shots before my history final that's so fucked up guess what though i gotta be i look back at my high school experience and it was so fun and it was the perfect amount of recklessness because i was reckless enough to get all of the fun memories but not reckless enough to ruin my future and that is a fine line to walk. And I should be so lucky as to um, come out of it. Okay, I will say that. But when I was thinking of the reckless things that I'd done, those came to my mind. But I really thought, in actuality, probably hitchhiking. And then I touched on the fact that I learned that from my family. We would hitchhike from the beach. My aunt, my cousin, and I, we were walking back from the pool, I remember, in the area. And then there was a family driving home, and we asked if they were going the same way as us, and we hopped in the car with them. So it was like an adult was with us, an adult and three kids with two two adults and one kid. It was fine. <laughs> and then it carried on into my adult life, which I, maybe I should expand. I was at Paradise Cove in Malibu. I was at a private beach in Malibu. I was leaving the beach. My phone had died. I couldn't call an Uber, and at that point, I lived, like, kind of near Santa Monica, and there was a man leaving the beach, and I asked him where he was headed, and he said Venice, and I was like, I live kind of near Santa Monica. Would you mind taking me home? He's like, yeah, hop in. So it was on my account. 
and drop me off at my house which same thing I was like maybe I should have him drop me off around the block I really was being a little reckless so that one was risky another time I was with two friends all of our phones were dead we were on Sunset Boulevard we had just spent the evening with some like ratchet guys in a recording studio that probably at the time we're like oh they're so hot and cool blah 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 we leave and we don't have a way of getting home and due to the nature of that evening my friend had kind of burned all of our bridges so none of the men in there were going to uh, give us a ride home either that's a story that I don't know if that's ever going to make it in public but that was a dark night and all of a sudden I see a limo rolling up and when I say rolling I mean they were going 35 miles an hour and I stuck my thumb out and it's these middle-aged women and men from Orange County celebrating a birthday and they're like girls are you okay and I was like our phones died and my friend's a little too drunk and we just need to get home and they're like get in here girls and so we ride at 35 miles an hour from West Hollywood to Sawtelle West LA and once again get dropped off at our front door so these are experiences that you know it's not like I'm in the middle of nowhere going to the middle of nowhere I'm not recommending this I'm not I'm not I'm just saying that it was one of the more reckless things that I've ever done and then I had thought about my family and how that's where I got it from and then I was thinking about the other things that my family had done such as pretend that the nail salon was a daycare it certainly isn't can't do that but Lola sure did. She dropped me and Morgan off at the nail salon. Morgan's my cousin. Lola's my grandma. Definitely dropped us off at the nail salon multiple times for hours and then would come back after she had her day. And then my parents were so allowing of my independence from such a young age. They let me go to New York alone when I was 14. They let me wander the mall when I was kind of a kid. I, I only would be able to wander the department store when I was little little but then around the time that I was probably in like fifth or sixth grade then I could start going around the mall by myself and I always love to have my own money I like I love I love when other people pay for things but I do like paying for things (laughs) and also my parents let my boyfriend sleep over as a teenager but how could they not I was so adamant I was like I've committed to this man we've been dating for years you know what's gonna happen like okay bitch why why would I speak like that that's so rude and they were kind of they leveled with me and they're like yeah I guess you're right for a long time they let him stay the night but he would have to stay in the guest room but you know oh I kind of miss being a teenager I miss a little bit I liked high school I liked school middle school is fine it was a little bit more boring because middle school has on an emotional level the same amount of drama and it's as dramatic however the context and topics are not as exciting as high school drama because in middle school it's like oh we snuck out or like oh maybe we kissed somebody or something but in high school it was like no my friend got caught stealing acid and was taken away in the middle of the night and he's somewhere in the northeast at a mental hospital or a boarding school and his parents aren't telling us which one and we need to fly to either new hampshire or massachusetts to go find him And that's far more exciting. Oh, to be in high school. I look back and I feel so lucky. And what's so interesting is that I was on YouTube and I was on the internet the whole time, but I knew better than to share these experiences. And it wasn't as if I was hiding, but I just was like, we can't, we can't talk about this. I can't possibly talk about it. But I, I thought about it. I wanted to, I remember so badly. I wanted to record an acid trip and post it on YouTube, but I was like, I can't but I was like it's so spiritually healing like I've become such a better person from this but ew I'm pretty okay with that decision though I would have felt really really regretful if I posted an acid trip on YouTube first of all monetization wasn't there yet like we are we are slowly getting legalization in the psychedelic world but at this point weed wasn't even legal so the fact that I was 16 being like yeah one of these acid trips I should film horrible idea trying to think of other high school memories freshman year I was still a goody goody I mean I was always that's what's my warped perception is in my head I've always been a goody goody but the facts don't track 
but I would say freshman year, I really was a cutie. I played field hockey in the fall. I swam in the winter and I ran track in the spring. I met my boyfriend that year, second half of freshman year, and he was a little reckless, boarding school kid coming to public school. And then sophomore year is when, I don't think we were official though at that point, Um, sophomore year is when the experimentation with all things substances began. Sophomore year is when it, it went from like trying beer to trying acid so quick. The the path was way too quick, and I did not like downers besides alcohol. I did not like pills. That was not my style. I wanted to trip, smoke, or maybe drink. But sophomore year was for sure my most exciting and potentially reckless year. Then junior year was rough. At that point, sophomore year, I was still playing sports um, all three seasons, and then junior year, I caught mono had depression like real 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 bad for the first time started getting lower grades and started fighting with my parents my mom was hospitalized I was fighting with my dad I was living with a friend my boyfriend was off at rehab my grandfather was passing away and my grandparents were super involved growing up both my mom and my dad's parents were second sets of parents to me so that was really impactful. Everything hit the fan. Everything hit the fan junior year. I was down on my luck. Oof, dark hole. Dark hole. I was a mess. Um, But still, when I say my grades were bad, I got a C in math. And that was, you know, my parents were teachers. Couldn't be doing that. It's not okay. And then after the junior year school year ended, I flew to Spain for the summer. And when I got there, my host mom, who is an artist, I was staying with a family of divorced parents, both artists. Dad was a painter, mom was, I'm not sure. I walked into their gorgeous flat, took the elevator up, and it's beautiful crown molding, high ceilings, art everywhere, gorgeous apartment. And the mom is singing and scurrying around, and the daughters are helping her pack a bag. And she hugs me hello and kisses me goodbye and says, I'll be back in three weeks shuts the door it was literally a scene from a movie and I was like holy shit I hugged my friend because okay I really didn't introduce the story whatsoever but one of my best friends in middle school had a friend in Spain because her dad had a foreign exchange student from Spain when he was a teenager and he had kids and his uh foreign exchange student had kids that were the same age and that was my friend and then the girl in Spain so the girl from Spain came over and stayed with my friend and we all got along really well and the friend from Spain was like I have another best friend in in Spain like we should come back next summer and she can stay with you and I'll stay with your friend sophomore year summer I believe is when a girl from Spain came to stay with me and it was so much fun summer of junior year we did a swap so I went to go stay with her in Spain Cut to where I left off. Mom kisses me hello and goodbye. Says I'll be back in three weeks. So I'm in Spain at 16. My parents are in America with my friend, with divorced parents. We're living at her mom's. Mom says goodbye for three weeks. So I spend three weeks as a 16-year-old with another 16-year-old in Spain going wild. And it was perfect once again really was walking a line there was able and I don't know how there is an angel watching over me because I have been walking this line my whole life like things could have gone so wrong I am so lucky that they didn't and they were nothing but pure fun and then mom comes back we get to travel we go to the south of France I have a really great summer and then I come back senior year on top of my shit I am feeling myself and then in one of my government classes there's a girl that is an exchange student from Spain and so we hit it off instantly because I had just been in Spain for the summer and then she tells me that she hates her host family so I get her to come live with me and my parents oh my mom loved her so much yeah that's a whole nother topic but anyway she came to stay with me and at that point 
boyfriend ex-boyfriend I don't remember if we were off or on at the time he was in boarding school at this point because rehab didn't work and then parents were like you are not going back to that school and then I was off hanging out with other people and then he ended up coming back springtime and then we started dating again and we went to prom together and uh summer after that was really fun hung out with all my virginia crew and then i moved to los angeles and i started my life and i have a lot of regrets from that portion of my life when i think back on high school and middle school those were all fun and then my time in los angeles the first time was fun but i just (sighs) i regret so much about it That being said, if I had done it correctly, I would have never been in New York. And my past five years in New York have been amazing. And then I wouldn't have come back here because I probably would have just stayed here. And this whole new chapter that I've endeavored in or I'm endeavoring in is just so fun and fabulous and free and sexy and exciting and new. And I don't know, I'm, I'm happy to happy to be here happy to be here and it's led me to this exact moment something about last week's episode thinking about hitchhiking and then thinking about the nail salon daycare and thinking about the freedom that my parents gave me has triggered or unlocked because triggered I feel like has a negative connotation unlocked all of these positive fun funny silly great memories from my past that I, I, not that I didn't remember, but they're all flooding back to me. And now I really want to recount my past. And this is something that I want to keep digging into. And I would love if anyone has any actual questions or anything that I brought up, you want me to dig into it more. Because at this point, I'm just laying out different things on the table. And I know there's something of value in here. I just need to figure that out. So I will make a Geneva chat room for this episode and we can chat about it also on the geneva page i have chat rooms for beauty for exercise for journaling for spirituality for love life all different topics it's such a fun community so i will link that in the show notes so we can talk but i do ask for your questions on instagram still so i'm going to go to instagram and get to them but first I am a little bit of a drama queen, but I definitely will be having a horrible day and then wash my hair, style it, and then think, okay, everything's actually all right. (laughs) And one of the best products I've tried recently is Waze New Hair Gloss. It takes five minutes. It's an easy addition to your routine. You do it in the shower. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. Not only does a hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhance color vibrancy, so your hair is looking and feeling healthier. It also helps prevent heat damage up to 450 degrees, which is very important to me. And then it's honestly just a bonus that my hair looks shinier and healthier. The hair gloss is only one of the amazing products that Way makes. They have an amazing leave-in conditioner, a great detox shampoo, some lovely fragrances, and a hair oil. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use promo code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E, for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Lexi. Whether you like fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. You know the one with the turquoise tube all over your socials? Yeah, that's Thrive Cosmetics, and Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards, it's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. I love their Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlight stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving an instant lift, but also you can... You can apply it down the bridge of your nose or ever so slightly blending a line onto my cheekbone. It's really versatile and easy to blend. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash Lexi. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash L-E-X-I-E for 20% off your first order. Potentially... You ever want to tap into something a little fun? A fun pair of shoes that are also quite functional? 
That's a cowboy boot. And get a pair of Tacovas to help. Tacovas is the real deal. They're a really amazing brand. Their boots have this time-honored tradition and take over 200 steps to create. They're designed in Austin, tested in Texas, and made down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. They're also fun. They believe in Western for all. So when you go into a Tacova store, you're greeted like family, offered a boot shine, and a drink. Even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. You can even get custom leather stamping or branding that makes your boots feel truly one of a kind. So look up your closest store on tacovas.com. As a special opportunity for my listeners, Tacova said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free in any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas. Just use code LEXI at checkout. That's L-E-X-I-E. At checkout and add free logo hat to your order. And that's only at tacovas.com. Point your toes west. Word from today's sponsor. Okay, so we've been talking about the past. This question's about the future. PAers asks, where do you imagine you'll be at 30? I wonder if I'll still be in California. I'm very curious. I'm 26 right now, so I will be 30 in four years. Four years ago, I was 22, which actually feels not that long ago, so 30 doesn't feel that far away. I would love if this podcast was one of the major podcasts. I know this can be big, and I want to see it there. Georgia Traverse asks, what do you think the next wellness trend will be? That's a great question. And if you gave me a little bit more time to think about it, I could probably give a better answer. Uh, Let's see. There's always food trends, and then there's trends, you know with your relationship with items like minimalism consumption oh my god I don't want to answer this yet I want to think about it a little bit more so I'm going to make a mental note of this I'll make a physical note of this I have a notebook in front of me star future wellness trends editing Lexi here because I've given it a little bit of thought and This is already trending, but I think mushrooms and adaptogenics are only going to get more popular. I think we're going to see a decrease in coffee consumption and an increase in mushroom drinks like mud mud water and things like that. I also believe that the way that the gut health has trended, we're going to start seeing attention on the central nervous system and the vagus nerve and the, um, the sympathetic nerve or the parasympathetic nervous system. I think we're going to bring attention to that and breath work. I see that for the future. Abby Jane asks for best ways to keep things spicy in a long-term relationship. Oh, you just got to keep experimenting. Like, let your curiosity run wild. The thing about having sex with people that you're not in a relationship with, it's like you're not comfortable yet. You guys don't have flow yet. Whereas when you're in a relationship and there is that flow and you know each other and you love each other and you trust each other, anything is fair game, which makes it so much better. This is why I don't understand why people who want to have a lot of sex aren't in relationships. That would be the best way to have a ton of sex if you have, you know, if you don't have commitment issues. You know what I'm saying? Like the single man searching for sex might not be having as much sex as the man who's in a relationship. I don't know why I'm speaking from the man's perspective. It's because I just had this conversation with a guy friend. Because he's like, yeah, I love having sex. So I love having a girlfriend. Because I love having a girlfriend and I love having sex. I was like, there you go, King. Go off. So the best way to keep things spicy is to take advantage of the fact that you have a sexual partner that loves and trusts you. So you can go crazy. Whereas at a one-night stand, are you really going to go crazy for a one-night stand unless you guys have this insane sexual chemistry? No, probably not. Noah Bach asked for some journal prompts. A journal prompt I'm going to give you for this week is think of an age that you haven't thought about or a grade that you haven't thought about. I think a lot of times of my life in school years, as you just heard me recount, I wasn't like, oh, when I was 14, I did this. When I was 15, I did this. I have it broken down in freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year. Think about one of those years because I hadn't, I thought about sophomore year a lot. Sophomore year was probably my favorite year, sophomore and senior year, but freshman year was really good and I would like to dig into that a little bit more or think about, think about the good parts of your childhood and funny things. Another journal prompt would be 
to make a list of parenting tips that your parents or grandparents or aunts and uncles did for you that you are going to do to your kids or you would recommend people to do for their kids. And then another one is something you're looking forward to. Jennifer Yu asked for dream podcast guest. I would love to chat with this TikToker. Her username is Hoodwinkler. I would love to have her on the pod. Editing like see here for a third time. God, I wish I was able to edit at the studio and then I could come at you with really high quality sound because now comparing my iPhone to a professional mic, I can hear the difference. But I have to interrupt and tell you about this. So I'm sitting at home and I'm editing the podcast and I look at my Instagram and I get a follow from Miss Hoodwinkler. And I'm like, no fucking way. And then I see that she's also followed me on TikTok and I DM her a video clip of me saying... My dream podcast guest would be, and now she's going to be on the podcast. And that, my friends, is magic. Tanya Goodies asked, how do you prioritize your hobbies? You got to find a time to do it in the week and maybe assign it with a day. So for me, I love going to the beach and I was going to the beach once a week. And then eventually friends caught on. They're like, Malibu Fridays, like, can we come with you? And now it's a thing. Like once a week, we're going to the beach. Same thing with the sketchbook. I give myself a low-maintenance task, like one page, you know? And then if I see it on Monday, even if it's on the to-do list for Wednesday or Thursday, I'll cross it off and feel so good and then probably do it a couple more times during the week. Same thing with reading. I'd say 10 pages, you know? Just at least that one I'll try to do 10 pages a day. So I prioritize it by either putting it in my week or giving myself a really tiny... Um, task for it like one page 10 pages something along the lines of that I'm sure you can apply it to whatever your hobbies are I'm gonna keep this one anonymous just because it seems a little risky is giving a guy my Instagram considered cheating he says he just wants to be friends the fact that you're even thinking about it I'm wondering if you have a crush on him like you have a little bit of an interest in him you're attracted to him in some way because if you're even hesitant about giving it to him you there's a reason for it you know it's not cheating but it is something to note because he can't cheat only you if he's not in a relationship he's not the one cheating you'd be the one cheating breakfast mood asks for fave aesthetically pleasing bars in new york oh i love the bar at um why can't i think of it what's that popular french restaurant in soho why can't i think of it it's not boucherie what is it called balbazar Love the bar at Balbazar. If you're looking for something kind of low-key, uh, Hotel Del Mano in Williamsburg, one of my favorites. Abby Jane asked, how do you know when it's the right time to change careers? It, once you have your idea of the next career. Because I think a lot of people, are, it's easy to identify, oh, this isn't working for me. What I'm doing right now is not right. But what you need to do is find what does feel right. What is your next step? Where do you want to go? What job do you want to have? Once you find that... Start putting your foot in it, and that way you can have one foot in that door when you're leaving your current job as opposed to leaving your job and then being stressed over the fact that you have nothing that you want next. You just know that you didn't like your job. That's when it's the right time. Ania asked how to deal with rejection. Someone rejecting you is moving a roadblock out of the way for what is for you. If you have interest in someone or something, whether it be a person or a job, and you think this is the next move, and then you get rejected, that is saving you time. Whereas if you're pawning over this person, you're pawning over this job, and you're wondering, like, is this going to be right? Is this going to be right? Getting a no moves that out of the way so you're not wasting your time anymore. And that is how you deal with rejection. Han Gibby asked, how to get back on my healthy girl shit? We've been down bad lately. Oh, I feel you. I've just been in like this little flow state. I have no routine in my life. You should see my room right now. It looks like a tornado. Looks like a tornado went through it, which sometimes that puts me in a bad place. But other times I'm like, oh, I've just been busy. You know, I haven't been home. I have been living in chaos, but I've been having a lot of fun. The living in chaos, I talk about it all the time. I oscillate between thriving in it and being like, oh, I am one day away from a mental breakdown. How to get back on your healthy girl shit? Reevaluate what healthy things you have interest in. Because I think a lot of us have sort of like, this is healthy me. 
and this is what healthy me does and this is what unhealthy me does but there are so many ways to be healthy for example weightlifting you love to go to the gym and lift weights you also like to go on runs this is my workout maybe try a different one maybe this week go on walks that's your healthy girl shit or maybe your healthy girl shit is deep cleaning your bathroom. Maybe your healthy girl shit is getting organized and using a calendar. Maybe your healthy girl shit is oven roasting some vegetables, getting those veggies in. Maybe your healthy girl shit is talking to your family. You know what I'm saying? There's so many aspects of health. We shouldn't just switch into healthy or not healthy mode. We should see what we actually need at this current point in our life and work accordingly because health looks different at different points in our life. Sylvie 17 said I'm planning a trip to LA slash Laguna Beach next month. Any activity or food recommendations? Stay at Hotel Joaquin in Laguna Beach. Definitely go to the coves, any of them, Divers Cove, whatever, because it looks like the south of France. In Los Angeles, randomly go to Highland Park. I've been having a lot of interest in Highland Park recently. Also hike. Go on a hike. Go hike the Hollywood Reservoir. Go go to Malibu. Shaku asked, should we stay productive all the time? Easiest no I've ever given. Should we stay productive all the time? When are you going to relax? When are you going to chill? Are you living to produce? No. No, honey. We're living for pleasure and experience. We're being productive so that we can use that time later. I think that's the American way where it's like, I'll work hard now so I can have time later. And let me tell you, so anti-American of me to dedicate my New Year's resolution to my year of rest and relaxation, to rest and relax. I've even had moments during this year where I'm like, oh God, I'm moving too slow. Like this is, maybe I'm in too much peace. Like the fuck? <laughs> sorry what excuse me you feel too relaxed to the point that what I'm afraid of like wasting away because we are so calendar to-do list go 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 here where it's like how much can you get done how efficient can you be but it's like do I need to live my life efficiently or should I prioritize making sure that I have my head screwed on right and I'm happy no we do not need to stay productive all the time. Manny Jane asked, do you regret moving back to LA? Should you have moved to LA sooner? And what parts of NYC do you miss and parts of LA that convince you to move back? So let's go in order. I do not regret moving back to LA. I should not have moved to LA sooner. I think the timing was perfect. Dare I say divine. And what parts of New York do I miss? I miss my friends there. I miss... I miss working out with Jane. I miss, I don't know, I don't miss like too much of the city right now. It's just such a demanding lifestyle and I don't have it in me right now. And then the parts of LA that convinced me to move back was the idea of being able to drive around places and have places to park because I had a car towards the end of my New York experience, but it was a nightmare. You know, it wasn't nice to have a car. It was much more of a responsibility and a pain in the ass than it was a luxury. And another part of LA was that a lot of my friends were moving there. So that convinced me to move back. And then I really was desiring more time outside, outdoors, in the sun, wanting to be in the warmth. And those, also the pace was slower and I needed a slow pace. So those were what made me want to move back. Amelie Hannah asked, what are you most passionate about? In the most self-absorbed way possible, I'm most passionate about learning who it is that I am and taking myself where I want to go and making sure I get to become who I was meant to be. So adorable. What an adorable answer. I can, like, hearing that on an outside, it's like, damn, girl, that's so cute. That's so cute. Ella CMV asked, ways I can laugh and giggle more. Ah. Oh! It's all about giggling, baby. There is nothing better than a giggle. So first you got to find people you like to giggle with. So like my bestie, Emily, I don't know what it is, but there's just, that's our energy together. We giggle. Even sometimes seeing her walk through the door makes me giggle. We will just look at each other and smile 
Whereas I have other friends where they walk through the door and I'm like, all right, bitch, it's go time, girl boss. You know, like Tyra does that to me. Tyra makes me want to be professional, sexy 26-year-old. That's what Tyra makes me want to be. Emily makes me want to giggle. Not to compare, but not that Tyra makes me laugh. So let's not, let's not get it twisted. Emily makes me crack up as well, but makes me giggle. God, I love my friends. I love them. I can literally cry. I literally did. Drew was leaving and I wanted to hug him goodbye and I started crying because he's like, we don't have to hug goodbye every single time. I was like, yes, we do. And I'm about to get my period. And I actually started crying and I haven't cried in so long. So I was like, really? This is what's making me cry? Uh, I digress. What can I do to laugh and giggle more? You have to do silly things. You have to find things that you think are like a little absurd and a little silly. And you have to go about it. For example, Drew, Emily, and I, nothing sillier to us than getting on an Echo Park salon. Going on the boats in Echo Park shaped like swans that you you pedal with your feet. Such a giggle. You got to find what that looks like for you. So going back to a journal prompt, here's the prompt. Ways I can laugh and giggle more. Because I think that that's a key attribute to a good life that the self-help gurus maybe aren't prioritizing. And I'm here to let you know that in self-help, self-improvement, and ways to a good life, that's not just about being productive and being healthy. It's also about having fun and giggling. Jada Brinson asked for my favorite accessory right now. My favorite accessory right now is a heart necklace from Tootsie Jewelry. It's so fun. Such a fun statement necklace. And I've been into silver lately. Madison Elizabeth asked for any advice for someone wanting to grow their social media. Get on TikTok. Get on TikTok. Madison Elizabeth also asked for any advice starting to work with brands, reaching out, etc. Instagram is a great messaging place. I would post products and tag them and make the content look as professional as possible because when you are a smaller creator, if you look like you can create content that is ad worthy for a brand, they will be more inclined to work with you. Bobo Smew asked, can somebody cheat and love you? Unfortunately, yes, but that doesn't mean you should stay with them. Oh my god, there's so many questions. I could just keep going and going. Guys, I have to save these questions for another episode because I've been speaking for too long and I only have the studio for a limited amount of time. So that's a time constraint and something that I will have to make note of. I cannot wait to hear how this episode sounds with this new mic and maybe this can become a new thing and there's multiple mics here and maybe I could record here with guests. It's just a fun, new, exciting chapter and I can't wait for this for me. Uh, You as a listener though, all I can hope is that it sounds nice and it's good quality and if you love the episode and want to chat, talk to me on Geneva. I'm also on Instagram always love when you guys post where you are when you're listening to the episode if you're on vacation if you're on a walk if you're in your car I love seeing my podcast on the car dashboard one of my favorite things and if you want to be so kind as to rate this five stars or leave a little review on the podcast app I would absolutely love that I'm on all the social medias tiktok twitter youtube and I will talk to you next week this has been fun Okay, love you. XOXO, Lexi.